Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Organized Clutter. My name is Audrey Danilik and I am your host. We are at episode number 10. Oh my gosh, episode number 10. And I have a super special BFF here with me. Who do I have here with me? Hi everyone, I'm Jasmine. Jasmine, Jasmine Castro, <laughs> Miss yes. Castro. Jasmine, aka Miss Castro. You can call me Miss Castro. Not right now though, I'm on vacation. Not right now. So not now. I'm Jasmine. Yes, I'm Jasmine right now. I am... Recovering. recovering. It's my recovery weekend. So I just got on vacation on Friday, but right now I'm on like recovery probably for a week, healing from everything I went through this school year. And probably in a week I'll be on vacation mode. But still, I'm Jasmine today because I'm trying to like leave that identity for, for the day. Dude, I love that. I was about to say, just be Jasmine. Just be yes. Jasmine. Yeah. Okay. Well, Miss Castro, we'll talk about you later then. <laughs> leave you a little behind. Yes. But I'm actually super excited. I know at this point we've had a little bit of everybody come on Mm -hmm. the show. We've had uh, my friends come on being silly. We've had um, some small business owners come on. And I kind of like that I've had like just a small, I guess, familiar familiar, whatever the word is, your teacher, what's yes. the word I'm trying to say? <laughs> Familiar, familiarize. Fam- Familiarity, is that a word? Yes. Okay, yes. well, the correct word. <laughs> um, I've, I've had, I've been fortunate to have at least a little bit of a bond with every person that's come on. But for you, oh my gosh, I need everybody to know how special our friendship is. But there's a purpose why I have her obviously on. But Jasmine and I have literally known each other since we were like, I don't even know how old. Third grade? Yeah. Yeah. Eight, we went to, nine years old. We went to elementary school together, but we've actually kept like a really good friendship. But mm-hmm. it's honestly something that I want to be relatable with. There are it, there are friends out there that even though you don't talk to all the time, you can still pick it up like from wherever we left it off. I think we reply Absolutely. sometimes messages months at a time. Like, hey, what are you doing? And then like four months later. I'm like the queen of that. Yeah. yeah she'll be like eating a salad. <laughs> <laughs> she'll message me, hey, are you available? soon and I write back like two months later I'm like yeah I am and nobody's mad we're just like low maintenance type of friends and when we gather we go back to the same conversation we left off it's so funny though because like you'll literally reply as if you just got the message like I said I'll be like what are you doing eating a sandwich (laughs) two months later (laughs) that's That's me that's awesome (laughs) but honestly like I've loved keeping up with you and your partner's life and I kind of want to dig into that so shout out to your partner Gullit Gullit how's Gullit doing honestly he's doing fantastic he uh it's just kind of multifaceted the way I am. So he supports me with my um, Aztec dance that I do, and he does music. Mm-hmm. So I won't be like disclosing if he ever comes on the podcast. He'll kind of share a little more about. Oh, his and you life. know he would love that. Oh my like, goodness! Oh, <laughs> he'll he'll talk for years. I'm gonna make him spit some too. Yeah. <laughs> but he's just really into his music, and he's a teacher now. This is his third year teaching, and he How does awesome though because yeah. you guys can literally debrief about your day to day. Like oh, absolutely, similar. yes. And we do hold that boundary, though, because, you know, once we get home, sometimes I'm like, the last thing I want to do is talk about my 
my work life, you know, but his kids, your kids. <laughs> exactly. But we do, you know, because it's just natural. It's what, it's the life we both live and we have vacations together. It's amazing. He teaches history. Shout out to Mr. Acevedo. He's an awesome teacher. Seriously. I'm so proud of him. Yes. And it's so crazy to like even grasp the fact, even though I've known this for years and I knew this was your career path for both of you, that you wanted to be um, educators, administrators, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> and I just knew that this was the path that you guys were going to take. But to now kind of sit back to like when we were in school, like I never even thought like, dang, teachers have lives. Teachers like ha- are out there at the club or out there being yes. silly. Like Litter, do your listeners know Miss Castro's over here pretending to be a bride at my Halloween party, getting married in the photo booth? Exactly. Like we have some wild yes. stories. No, absolutely. I think a lot of people think that teachers have one identity mm-hmm. and it's teaching and, you know, tending to their children that they teach. But That's me still. We are multifaceted in our own ways. And I, I'm a big, I feel like, especially on my campus, I talk a lot about that because I don't like to be boxed into this teacher identity and all I am is Miss Castro. Like I do have a multifaceted identity outside of my campus and I'm proud of it. So I like to talk about it. And I love it because you still have so much personality. It's so exciting because if Jasmine, if you if you are following Jasmine on social media or even any other platform that she's ever done, she's always been like very expressive with her process and whatever it is that she's doing. So like during COVID, for example, she was talking about like her struggles with not only her family, but her partner's family because they have older parents. Mm -hmm. So just her day-to-day on how they're progressing. And this also with her teaching life, she'll even show us like right when she's getting back to school, how she's prepping her classroom and decorating. And same thing with with Gullet. So Mm -hmm. I just, I love it that you throw your guys' personality in there. You guys throw your guys' little bit of creativity. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of it. You guys are very creative. Oh yeah, absolutely. I love sharing that. I think that's, I actually, super funny. I have been convinced time after time to start like a teacher TikTok. My sisters have wanted me to start one. My parents, Gullet, like everyone's like, you could become like a teacher influencer. It's something I've been wanting to do because I'm very big on like my, my style when I'm a teacher. I love just getting dressed every day and feeling good at work. How and would you describe your style? Oh my gosh. I think you Honestly, have so many different- I'm a little bit of everything. Yeah. yeah. I bring my culture to campus a lot. I like I it. wear my regalia, my cultural, my indigenous shirts. What's a regalia? A regalia is like the um, outfits we wear during like our ceremonies. Oh, and you wear that to school? Yeah, I wear, yeah, I wear a lot I of like it. my regalia to school, especially on special days like Dia de los Muertos and things like that. Um, but I'm a little bit of that. I'm a little bit of like all of a sudden I look like the principal of the campus. Like I'm wearing my blazer and my heels. And then sometimes I really am just wearing my Nike sweater and my shoes because the kids have been wanting to race me for like three weeks. And you're so, racing them. And I race them <laughs> and have an asthma attack like at the end. I'm like a full on old lady there. But it's so funny though because I can literally, and I'm not even joking, I can literally like you telling a kid like, okay, tell me when, say one, two, three, go. And you're going. And <laughs> I you're swear. so small, you probably look like you're in their class. I actually had my, at we had a new administrator, a vice principal, vice principal, oh my God, assistant principal in the beginning of this year, whistle at me with, blow his whistle and be like, you got to go line up. And I was like, oh, I teach here. <laughs> he was new. And he's like, oh, dang, I'm sorry. Like you look like a sixth grader. And I, I would have like, blew my own whistle back at him. I hey, know. <laughs> I was like, who are you? <laughs> Dude, I'm no, telling it's really you, funny. she's, I don't even know how, four, five feet. What are you? 
Five feet three. No, obviously not four feet, but I'm over here four feet. <laughs> five feet three. You're not five three. I'm like maybe five and... Uh, maybe five two. Nah. You're like five. <laughs> We're going to measure one. me after this? No, we are. Christopher's going to bust out his room. I know. No. She's small, guys. She's very petite. I'm petite. Very small. Like Yes. Easily, maybe fifth grade. You can I ask. do. I, I will say I get mistaken a lot for being a student on campus. And I, it's very hard for me during like back to school night because parents will come into the classroom. Where's the teacher? <laughs> where's the teacher? They're like, uh, my daughter's in Miss Castro's class. And I'm like, I am Miss Castro. And they're like, okay, all right. But that it's interesting, you know, having that. It reminds me mm-hmm. of you, like, being not only, like, a kid again, but also, like, the bigger kid. Like, hey, we still got to learn stuff. Oh, for sure. It's no, cool. I'm very strict. I really am. Like, I will say my teacher personality, I do like to have a lot of structure in my classroom. So I look a certain way, but I feel like I act different. Yeah. But Fridays, I swear, if my kids have been, like, challenging me to a race, you better bet I'm going to bring my shoes, my running shoes, mm-hmm. and I'm going to challenge them to a race. Yeah, and if you win, you win. I'm very prideful, so I'm, like... I do not. You know those teachers that will be like, "I'm gonna let my kids win today." Like, uh-huh. no, that's you're not like, me. Sorry, like, no, I will beat them every week, and I'm like, "Let it be known." Try harder next time. Mm-hmm. Keep practicing. You know, I wouldn't even doubt it if she has like a little book that she's keeping track. Like, honestly, kids, <laughs> I beat you like 46 times this year, so don't even try. Yeah, <laughs> no, but exactly. it's awesome because I feel like just you being in this field is such a perfect like position for Mm -hmm. you because not only like you said that when it comes down to your classroom like you're very structured but you still have a lot of personality behind it Mm -hmm. which I feel like is very um motivating to them that they can be themselves and then also like hey but we still got to get down to business exactly so that's what's cool I feel like that's how life should be in Mm -hmm. general have a good time and then still like do what you got to do oh exactly that's how you move forward yes but I kind of actually want to circle back to um you mentioned that you do some Aztec dancing Mm -hmm. I've actually seen it myself where you're out there performing for your school like yes. how did you get into that well um uh, when I met Gullet, you know we both kind of got very 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 interested in learning more about our cultures and I started this like journey of decolonization and um I I did it for like myself because I grew up having a lot of self-hate and not really liking the way I looked and it wasn't until I learned about my roots that I was like, I have a powerful lineage and I'm going to use it to my advantage to love myself while I'm earthside, you know? So I um, <clears throat> started learning more about my roots and was soul searching. So I used to be for a while in high school, I used to be part of like a like a church, you know, and I felt like it just wasn't for me. And I was like, I want to be more spiritual, spiritually aligned because I, to be honest, I grew up Catholic, but... I haven't really been part of a church or like religious in years. So this was like my way of finding my spirituality because Aztec dance is more than just a, you know, a physical activity. It's a kinetic prayer. That's kind of how I see it. So some people see it more spiritually than I do. I will say like I'm not as spiritually aligned as I wish I could be, but um I was searching for myself spiritually and I found it through Aztec dance. I found a very beautiful group. We are, shout out to Shu Arte. We're out of Rialto. Yay. Um, we dance at... Uh, and Rialto, that's here in the Inland Empire, uh, Southern California. <clears throat> yeah. Yes, we dance out of the adult, I think it's the adult education center for the Rialto Unified School District. Um, and we dance with under a teacher. Her name is Maestra Luz Ochoa. 
She is amazing. She is beautiful in every way. And she's the one that kind of, you know, brought me under her wing. And I've been doing acid dance with her for about two years now. Okay. So maybe a little bit more. It was like pre-pandemic. So I kind of can't keep track because we shut down for like two years. Yeah. But um, yeah, I do it with her, you know, and it's a be- very beautiful thing. And a lot of people kind of see it as like, call it like, a lot of people will tell me like, oh, you know, are you going to do... Um, what do they call it? A lot of my coworkers were saying like, when are you guys going to perform? perform? Yeah, exactly. And we kind of try to steer away from that word and say, we're going to do a presentation. I love it. Yeah, we do. It's a little more ceremonial than it is just the performance. Yeah. It's not know? just like an act that you're putting on for mm-hmm. entertainment. It's more exactly. like a message, a movement. Yes. Awesome. Yes, exactly. Awesome. I love that, honestly, because even with me knowing you, like I obviously know that you're Hispanic and mm-hmm. you have your um your part salvadorian and mexican right mm-hmm. yes. and then you also have like what you said you got in touch with your roots and a little bit of your background now with that being i guess what people considered a controversial topic how have how have you like taken that you and your partner like obviously you guys went on this journey but how has the feedback been has it all been positive any negative It's been very positive, to be honest. We both have very, very close family support. So that has been awesome. Um, I mean, there have been like our own self battles of decolonization because when you choose to identify with a certain, you know, identity, you will get like feedback from kind of strangers, to be honest, and sometimes family. But for us, we were blessed enough that we did have our family support. But there are people that kind of like, have an issue with um, people, I'm going to say like Latinos identifying with their indigenous roots, but we are indigenous too. You know, um, you know I think a lot of people, um, and I'm not just saying like Latinos themselves, because there is a lot of like people that don't really know their roots in the Latino community, you know, but a lot of people have an issue with or embarrassment or shame or identifying with their indigenous roots. So for us, like we took it as a power thing and it makes us feel good. It makes us feel powerful to identify with our indigenous roots. And that's kind of how I um, found myself, you know, in that sense. And Aztec dance was a big part of that. So it's been a beautiful journey and I'm still learning every day, you know, learning, learning, learning. It's a, it's a learning process, but I am, I always say I'm 10 toes down. I know who I am and what I believe in and I'm always going to be this person. So that's awesome, honestly, because that is exactly what everybody should be doing is just doing what you love, not worrying about what people need to say or have to say. Because at the end of the day, like, why wouldn't we want to embrace how freaking different we are and how much good we can just bring to the table being ourselves? And exactly. I don't I can't even imagine what like Aztec dancing or even just getting in touch with somebody's roots can be like offensive or anything like that obviously there's some cases but as long as you're throwing good out there like why not leave people alone let them dance yeah right exactly <laughs> yeah dance but that's cool like honestly i think that's even brave of you to even bring up because this is being heard by everybody even with those people that disagree or don't like it like mm-hmm. this is just her being her honestly yes. Yeah. But um, how does that tie into like your professional life? Do have you gotten a lot of like supportive feedback, or is it something that you've had to like hold back on because you're out of school? Like, how's that going? You know what? For the first couple years, this I just finished my fifth year teaching. Uh, for the first couple years, I was very adamant about separating my spirituality, my spiritual and personal life, with my professional one. 
And I did it for many reasons because I just wasn't ready to open up in that way, you know, to my, to my colleagues and things like that. Um, I'm not even going to say it was the fear of opening up. It was more like the sacredy. Is that a word? Jeez. I don't know. I'm a teacher. The, you know, sacredness of it. Like I felt like my spirituality in my personal life is very special. And it's something that I just wanted to keep separate from my, from my, from my life, from my person, from my professional life. What changed? So, okay. So just within the last couple years, I have gone so deep into my roots that I've, realized it was something I just, an identity I couldn't separate from my everyday life as a teacher. Um, And I'm sure you saw, I made an Instagram post, but for the first time ever, I brought Aztec dance to the campus that I work at. I did see that. And I was in tears, which is why I put (laughs) as many emojis as I could on your post. I know. It was a very special and sacred thing for me to open up in that way to my campus because on my campus, I'm just like Miss Castro. And all of a sudden, I feel like I opened a different side of myself to my students. They all know I do Aztec dance. It's not like a secret. I've never shared it from them. But it was something that in the past they've been like, hey, are you ever going to bring your group out to, you know, do a presentation How on our campus? How moving, though, for them to even, like, invite oh, your absolutely. personality and your beliefs. <clears throat> you're like, hey, bring it here. Yes. And you my know? colleagues are very supportive. My administration is, you know, for the most part, they're very supportive in that sense. So they've always invited us over. But I've just, I wouldn't even say I wasn't ready. I, just, I didn't want to do it. Yeah. I wanted to keep those two entities separate. But for the first time, I was like, you know, I think I'm ready to open up to my colleagues and my campus and my students in this way. And I did. I brought my group out to do a presentation for a Cinco de Mayo festival. And I want to say it was just nothing short of beautiful. It was a beautiful experience. Everybody loved it. The community loved it. And it was weird to, I heard like from the audience, like, did you know that girl's a teacher here? Like, that girl's a teacher, you know? So it was weird be like opening myself up, my personal self up to my campus like that. But I'm so glad I did. And I was, I was brave enough to do it. Yes. That's the perfect word, Mm -hmm. bravery, because there's so much behind it with not just you even performing just a ceremony. Now, um, did you get the opportunity to like give some education behind it? You know, my, um, teacher that teaches us Aztec dance, she did open up a little bit. I wanted to too, but I feel like in the moment I was so just, the energy was so big for me to be out there performing for like my students and doing a presentation for my campus that I just couldn't do it. But my teacher did talk a little bit about what we were doing and how we were, you know, set, uh, setting great intentions out for the students of my campus. So it was like a prayer, you know, for our campus and our children and for their health and well-being during these, you know, times that are hard. I think that's fucking cool that your mentor is up there talking to your kids. It was. It was amazing. And she always has the perfect words to share. So she shared with the community, like, we are still here. Shout you out know. Maestra what? What's her name? Maestra Luz Ochoa. Shout out Maestra Luz Ochoa. We love her with all our heart. She is a beautiful mentor. And she went up there and she kind of told the community, you know, you guys are, I know, I, I work in a community that's very proud, proud um, like first, second, third generation Chicanos, like Mexican Amer, a lot of Mexican American people in that community, and very proud. Um, <clears throat> so she started. She kind of brought up the conversation of like we have so many people that are proud of who they are, but let's also remember that we have roots, and a lot of us have indigenous roots. You know, whether that be in Mexico or Central America. And she's like, let's open up to those roots and remember that we are still here. We are still. Um, 
keeping our traditions alive. Let's not forget it. And let's get some of these children to do Aztec dance and learn a little more about the roots. So she invited my community, which in the beginning, I started like scratching my head, like, oh my God, is she really doing this? But she kind of invited the community I service to come, invited them to our Rialto location to come dance. They haven't came yet. But, you know, maybe I got to share a little more. We're going to yeah. share this episode that that way they can be like, oh man, we got to come. We got to go. Yeah. <laughs> So she shared with them, you know, where they can come. And that was big to me because I was like, oh, damn, you know, it's getting serious. Like, I'm going to start having my students coming to, like, my sacred place where I pray every Thursday. Like, I wasn't sure if I was ready for that, but I'm like... Everybody knows who I am, and I'm very open about who I am on this campus, and it is... And not only that, how moving it is that it resonated with a kid or even yeah. an adult that's like, awesome, right. let me also look into this. Exactly. That's and cool. the community loved it. They were all recording and they were just like, you know, where do you guys dance? And we would love to come. And are you a teacher here? And I can't believe it. This is beautiful. You should teach the kids. And it was flattering, but I was like, I'm definitely not ready for that. I'm just an apprentice right now in Aztec dance. And I have a lot to learn. I have a lot of prayer to do. I have a lot of healing and a lot of... um like learning is learning and I need to be a little more spiritually aligned before I try to teach my children at camp on my campus anything like that you're so but, humble because like <clears throat> you're literally like vocalizing like you're no pro or anything you don't know everything but you're no, just gonna share not. the yeah. good that you've able you're able to pick up which for is sure awesome yes awesome, for awesome. sure yeah. see you're just a good teacher all around like as much as you don't think you apply <laughs> it to your personal life you're so like well balanced when it comes to like understanding that hey you're also still learning yes being on the teacher's oh (laughs) absolutely I learn every day and I think that's my favorite quote I tell the kids hey I am a student here too Mm -hmm. you know and there's nothing that a six seven eight nine ten year old can't teach me right you know so I learn from them every day and that's that's like literally it's my favorite quote. They're always telling me like you, you know we all we're all learning here because I make mistakes in the classroom too. There's been times when you know I lose myself in the sense of like my values of who I like to be as a teacher and I after recess I'm like dang you know maybe I was a little rough. I will apologize to my students myself and be like hey I'm very sorry for what I, you know, I feel like I started yelling and I kind of lost myself and it was just a mistake and we're all here to make mistakes. Like apologize to those you hurt and we'll all be good, you know? I would be apologizing every day because I would lose my shit. I don't know how you do it, honestly. (laughs) I have a five-year-old and I'm like, yo, come on, man. We do this every day. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a, it's a hard job. I'm not going to say it's an easy job. I'm a second grade teacher for those of you that are wondering, that are listening. Um, I've been a second grade teacher for five years and I work with 24, seven and eight year olds. Dude, that's a no every for me day, day. <laughs> <laughs> from 740 to two o'clock every And you got to deal day. with the morning grogginess. Oh, the there's a lot. Afternoon wildness, yes. after recess combos. Oh, <laughs> there's a lot. And every year it's different. Yeah. I think that's the hardest part that you feel like Every year that you move on as a teacher, you feel more comfortable, but you also don't because every year is different. The dynamic of the personalities in your classroom and the issues that they're bringing from home and your own problems that you're dealing with as a teacher, your health issues, you're, yeah, you know, turn it off. yeah, there's so much going on that every year it's always going to be different. So I know this year, like this year kicked my ass. Yeah. <laughs> it was a hard year for me and I don't think it was the students. It was my own problems that I was dealing with throughout the year with my health 
But the dynamic of the class was just a little bit difficult to work with, you know, like they were so eager to learn and amazing students, but there was a lot of like inner issues between them. And not every year is like that. You know, some years it's more like disrespect in this sense, or there's more emotional issues or this and that. But this year was a very, very interesting year for me. And I enjoyed working with them, but I did come to the, to the realization that I'm like, there does come a time when summer vacation feels nice mentioned in episode eight with my friend maria how she was mentioning that um even though like she is feeling a certain way like she got to turn it off when she goes to work and like what i was saying it kind of sucks that even in the area that we live in or even the generation that we're at now Mm -hmm. we got to go to work we got to take care of our kids we got to do what we got to do and you you're front and center (laughs) with these kids so just i can even imagine the strength that you really have to grasp in order to walk in there and not be angry, walk in there and not be too excited because then they're going to yeah. be excited. So, man, oh, tell me about it. You teachers, man, honestly. Yes, that's no. too many. Oh, tell me about <laughs> it. I, I, like I said, this year it was a combination of like health and I wasn't, I wouldn't say it was like mental health issue. It was mental health that was caused by my physical health problems, right. you know? But when you're a teacher, I mean, we all say this, it's, the wildest thing. Like you could be, you know, with your head down at your desk, crying at your desk. And then the second that bell rings and you go get those kids, you have to put a different face on. How do you not beef it with like a seven-year-old? I would be like, hell no, <laughs> Gerald, you're asking for it. It's hard. Do you ever it's beef hard. Them? No, I mean, there's definitely <laughs> issues, you know, but I feel like you have to set your pride aside and you have to have a lot of compassion when you're a teacher because there's always a, a foundational mm-hmm. issue to every problem. You know, you know how you come life. home, like me, for example, I'll come back and be like, Joey's acting this way again. Can you believe it? It's and hard. your partner already knows mm, that Joey. He already knows the names of those that you are acting. You come home up. like with the kid's name, you're like, damn it. You know what? <laughs> I do. And I and it's, it's hard because my partner is also a teacher. You know, he teaches middle school history, like I said earlier. And it's hard to take our teacher face off when we're at the dinner table. We want to talk about our day and vent about our day. And it's beautiful because we're both teachers and we're there for each other. We got each other's back. But there has been times when I get home, I close that door and I say, respectfully during dinner, I don't want to talk about work. I don't know if you can recall, or I'm sure you do, but back in the day when we would play like mailman, mailman, all that stuff, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Do you now witness like a new set of games that these kids are playing? You're like, what the heck? We're over here playing hopscotch and you guys are playing like zombies or something. Oh, the new generation, <laughs> I'm just going to say it. This new generation is built different. Like mm-hmm. they are very different. They're all about like their and they social like scary media stuff. I'm like, what? They the hell? love scary stuff. I spend all year reading Goosebumps to them. I love Goosebumps. But remember during COVID, it was that Moo Moo shit. I was like, what is Moo Moo? Moo Moo would like appear on yes. the YouTube videos. Yeah, like, YouTube kids is not even safe anymore. They love spooky <laughs> stuff. They love video games. Right now like, it's Wednesday. They all love Wednesday and that dance. Yeah, let me just say, I my, only my it kids my love. Five-year-old. Yeah, my kids love Beso Pluma. What's that? What? Dude, what do you I don't know shit. That? I don't know. I apparently he's don't like, know shit. I'm learning stuff at every episode. He's, I, I, you know what? I'm not going to speak for Peso Pluma because I don't really like know exactly Sorry, what genre Peso he is. Pluma. <laughs> I don't know. He's like, he's like bigger than life right now, but he's a Spanish. Oh, I want to say he's a Spanish artist that does 
corridos tumbados. Hey, I love him. I'm sorry, Christopher, Honestly, but we're not, we're not editing that part. I, 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 I would like... <laughs> I would run away with Peso Pluma like for the rest of my life if he hit me up. Does like, he even say that word? They're like, compa. Yeah. Like, oh, I got at least <laughs> that word, right? <laughs> so the kids love him. And these are kids that like don't even know Spanish. Like they, their great grandmas maybe speak Spanish, but it's interesting. Like they sing his music. They love him. They're getting the mullet cut. Like my Yo. kids are starting to grow their hair and they're getting mullets. And I'm just like, that reminds kids me back in different. like 2000. 11, 20, 12, when all the soccer players were like doing yes. a mohawk braid and yes. then dyeing it like green or something at the end. <laughs> yeah. That was just, I guess that's where it's at. I know. Hey, at least they're learning yeah. Spanish though, the songs. Exactly. They, they know all the Bad Bunny songs. So. Yes. But let me just tell you, Bad Bunny got like thrown to the side. Like Peso Pluma's like rising oh, I know. so high. Peso I've Pluma, seen it on TikTok. What? That's the only reason why I know the song. Yeah. He, like, is he? I don't know how he's influencing the kids so much, but the kids like they all like draw him during recess oh. and his mullet and whatnot like <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny damn i can't wait till brooks over here singing out of nowhere my exactly <laughs> i love it i feel to me i feel like it's like a little portal for them to like open up to their roots a little more so i'm like keep going come on Dude, i gotta mind. hang out with these little yeah. kids to learn spanish i guess man these kids are cool these kids are cool Heck nowadays, yeah. but yeah, shout out to Peso Pluma. For real. Like, I, and again, I'm sorry. It's really good. I only know it. the first word to like your most famous <laughs> hook. <laughs> no, but that's awesome. Like, dude, you're just spreading like equality left and right. And you're over here supporting it versus being like, you weirdo. Yeah, you know what? Exactly. I will say that a lot of people, I, I like, I feel like those like, Guys that were into Spanish music, like in high school, they're kind of like dissing this new genre. And I'm like, yo, this is the new genre. Like, embrace it. Mm -hmm. You know, every year that life moves on, there's going to be new music, new genres. And this is the future of Spanish music, you know? And maybe in a couple years. The future in this industry, there's going to be different. Look at all of us back in 2013, like having a good time with Gangnam style here in the States. (laughs) None of us knew what they were saying, but we're like, dude, that's a bop still. Like, we're over For here sure. dancing. Like, yeah. just have fun. Have fun. Have fun. And I'm I know these... blast that song next. That's Hell the new yeah. episode cover. Hell yeah. <laughs> and I know the kids are going to look back and maybe be like, who the hell let me put a mullet on my head in third grade you, you know it, honestly but <laughs> i'm like it's epic it looks epic and i love it dude how many people are you gonna think are gonna dress up for halloween as him oh i've been literally thinking that i'm like it's either gonna be little mermaid or peso pluma awesome yeah and there's other artists out there i think like fuerza regida they're from san Bernardino, so they're up and coming and it just it makes me happy and speaking of halloween you love halloween i can't even <laughs> tell you that's she doesn't even make it up like every year not only does she <laughs> hand make hers and her partner's outfits but she's literally <laughs> been doing that since like elementary school like yes. that's just your time where did you I even get love. like a love for that or even the skill to make your costume honestly i wonder about myself sometimes i'm honestly, like why do i love halloween so, so much so good it's like the inner creepy of me but i just love halloween it's I don't feel alive more than I do during Halloween time. You like, go I'm to so like happy. a party or a get together for Halloween like almost every week. Always. I go to Not Scary Farm. I go to Universal Everything. Horror Nights. I go to like any haunt style event that they have because I just love Halloween so much. And and I bring it, it to the makeup? classroom. Is it the dressing up? 
I don't I just I love spooky things. Yeah. I love spooky season. I love I love the weather during that time. I love autumn and fall and I love horror movies. So I think just all of it comes together and it's the happiest time of the year. I decorate my classroom every year. And your house. And everything. Yes, everything. I swear the kids not the kids. Adults will come into my room and be like, "Don't you think that's a little creepy?" Like for a second, grade, I was just I'm like, gonna no, say that it not. literally makes me laugh because <laughs> she will post or do things like that, and she'll be like, "It's gonna scare the shit out of him." And I'm like, <laughs> 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 "Like it's just like it's intentional, but it's yeah. awesome and it's funny. It's hilarious." But yeah. I think honestly, if I can see any of your outfits or any of like you and your partner being yourselves. I had a Halloween party last year and it was honestly one of the funnest parties I've ever had. And Jasmine and her partner Gullet roll up and Gullet was like, what, G.I. Joe kind of style? He was or? like a like toy soldier or like something. A, I don't know. Honestly, that's the best <laughs> yeah. way to describe yeah. it. And she came as a bride. So not only did it look like they were like some military couple that eloped, <laughs> but her veil was made out of a laundry bag and it looked awesome. And I was like, dude... And then we're all having a great time, and we have a photo booth business, my husband and I, so we are looking at the photos back, and I wanted to share it with everybody. And I come across Jasmine and Gullet pretending to get married with our friend Hamilton dressed as a priest, and I can't even tell you, like, they have one of my daughter's, like, children's book pretending to be the Bible. Like, I know this is controversial as hell, and some people might see it as offensive, but this is just an example of hers and her partner's personality, that they're just trying to have a funny time. Honestly, a fun time. That's awesome that you guys are just so personal. I love it. And it shows in your costumes, honestly. Yeah, no, I love... And that time, like, we're usually a little pickier with our costumes, but we were so last minute. You you had invited us like weeks before that, but life and I love work that you just and, don't miss Halloween parties. Oh, like, I'll move no. mountains to be there. I will move mountains to be at anybody's Halloween party. For real. Like, if you have a Halloween party, invite me. Seriously. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I put that together last minute and you know, we had to park kind of far because mm-hmm. there was no parking at your place. So when we were crossing the street, everyone was like, congratulations. Thank you for your service. I like, honestly well, thought you guys eloped before coming. <laughs> It was like hilarious. I was like, guys, I made this out of a laundry bag. And I can just imagine Gullet just being like, thank you, thank you, just owning it, huh? Yeah, we we were, he was saying thank you, and I was like, this is a laundry bag. Yeah, it's a laundry bag. Like, yeah, don't wish me a congratulations. (laughs) I was like so freaking embarrassed. But yeah, shout out to Audrey's party. She has the coolest parties ever. And ever since we were little, like we used to have our sleepovers. And I shared that actually on one of the episodes that I had, um, um, with Pamela episode four. And we were talking about one of the, uh, sleepovers that we had at your house and I know that was kind of like a back or forth either it was at your house or at my house and Mm -hmm. we were just so wild like honestly and that's what I love you're still the same person like (laughs) it's so funny and hopefully I am too like oh yeah you definitely are but Jasmine always made like the scene and like she says now like even in her personal life she just tries to make it fun she tries to make it a good time and and that's honestly what it was like was there any memories that stood out to you that you'll oh hold on forever? My goodness. Honestly, we had so many sleepovers growing up. Like I wanna say mostly in middle school. Yeah. I think that's when it was and high school we were more mature about it and we were out and about on the street. Yes, I know. Yeah, no, but we used to I used to have like an R V. We would have sleepovers in there and just be crazy and if they weren't at my house, they were at Audrey's, but honestly what Audrey said earlier, like just this girl has not changed. Like you are the same 
person that you have been since I met you. And I think that's why we bond a lot because I feel similar. I still do that teeth face that I've been. <laughs> I don't, I, it, it makes me laugh so hard because I was so excited to share that. Like, if you guys don't know, I'm pretty sure you all do, but there have been memes that they're like, we all have that one friend that makes that face. It's when they tuck their lip under their teeth and Christopher's over here in the back doing it. Um, you tuck your lips like above your teeth and you're just like smiling. Jasmine's doing it right now. She has been doing that forever in like for the most years. awkward situations. Like her and I were in charge of like our, um, we were captains of our drill team. Like we used to do like kind of like cheer back in middle school and anytime like I'm over here giving like a speech or direction on what we needed to do for our team she's like right there standing beside me like just making a face like and I'm like why is everybody laughing and I look at her and she's yeah. making that face it's like my uncomfortable comfortable I'm happy I'm sad face I always do that face and I, I'll never forget in middle school at some point we were, because you mentioned captain of the drill team or whatever. We had like some girls that wanted to beat me up. I don't know why. I want, someone wanted You're to beat me up. You're always getting yourself some people want to beat issues. you up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's over the smallest things. I was like, Jasmine, why do they want to fight you? Why? <laughs> well, someone wanted to beat me up and they're like, you know, meet me in front of the campus, you know? And I, I was. And I, I'm over there like, I guess we're fighting today. Yeah. You were like, we got your back. Like nothing is going to happen to you. We're going to go to the front. We're going to like F people up. Like this is, and all I could do was a teeth face. Like yeah. I turned to look at Audrey. I did the teeth, fa teeth face and my eyes started moving back and forth. Cause it's just always been the face I do. It's like my comfort thing. I don't know. It's but. fucking funny. <laughs> it's like your comfort thing. And you're over here just with that smile. Yes. Do you still, do you do it to your kids? Oh, I still, I do it to my coworkers. Like if something <laughs> weird at a staff meeting is happening, like I'll just do it. And <laughs> I did it right now as I was speaking and I start looking all every way. I do it to the kids. The kids like love it, but I don't know. I've always done it. Dude, don't stop doing yeah. it. I hope one day you take like a professional photo like that and just blast it. Like, well, let me tell you, I get people sending me that meme. All the time. Monthly. Like I get that meme to my Instagram DM. Like people slide into the DM with that meme and I'm just like, I really was that person my whole life. You I know? feel like I've sent it to you too many times that I'm just over here laughing by myself and I'm like, I'm not going to yeah. send it because <laughs> it's just her. She's probably doing it right now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, but we had some good times in our sleepovers, Audrey and I. and We and learn all of a lot of stuff every time. Oh, we, we would do like truth or dare and mm -hmm. we love truth. So we would all share like our deepest, darkest secrets. That was like our opportunity to like talk about everything. We would like talk shit we would fight we would like box fight and this is snacks. coming from the teacher right here she's parading all of us into audrey go get the mattress and we're all gonna wrestle i'm like all right let's do it i was like we're gonna have a rumble go get your mattress and audrey this was the funniest part she was audrey a teacher. literally you're like we're gonna test our strengths <laughs> And I swear, Audrey's family would just like go along with it. Like, be like, oh, you need the mattress? Yeah. All right, let's put it. My brother the over here carrying it. <laughs> they would carry it to the living room and we'd just like F each other up mm -hmm. in the living room. Like, I don't know what we were doing, but good Recording times. It. Putting makeup on, like just having good times, putting heels on, acting like it was a fashion it's show. Just being us. Still, I'm pretty sure if we were down, like just hanging out, we would play through the day right now. <laughs> oh, oh, heck yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't want to contradict myself. Earlier, I said let's embrace the things that the youth likes, but I also feel like parents. I'm like parents really need to get their kids off of like their Chromebooks, their iPads all the time, and let them have these experiences. You know, I like playing with too. rocks. 
Seriously, I thought I have literally painted rocks everywhere because yes. of my daughter. But yeah. I actually just thought of you not too long ago where I did a sleepover for my daughter. Like it was her very first, like she had a sleepover before, that. but first like home sleepover. And I was like, oh my gosh, like Jasmine and I used to do stuff like this. So that was amazing. I was I saw excited your for your episode. Yeah, <laughs> I it. saw your setup. That was so cute. You know, parents, honestly, I think out of all parents in the entire universe I've always wished to have yours because mm. they're such good people your dad's awesome funny as hell yes, he should go you. viral on TikTok he needs to go viral yeah and that man is hilarious your mom just I feel like she's just so proud of you guys and you guys just give back to her and love her so much because she's like Chris Jenner honestly <laughs> she ran you guys and now you guys are her yes. project <laughs> no honestly we owe so much to my parents I I have a lot of unfinished business and healing that I haven't done from my childhood um, and it's mainly from like harm that people did to us unconsciously. My parents growing up, they had a business. They had a food business in oh Los my Angeles. God. Yes. And they were, you know, I'm sure all of you, especially, I know you've interviewed some like small business owners. When you're a business owner, especially something like a restaurant, it is a lot of work. You have to give your whole life and time to it. And we always had a roof over our head. We lived comfortable because my parents had that business, but they were at this business from two in the morning like would wake up at two in the morning, leave us at home until four in the in the evening. And I only say, oh my god, because it honestly would have been a dream to mine to have interviewed them because they are literally the definition of the American struggle and just they making it hard. happen for yes. their kids. They have really worked hard. You know, my mom was um, she migrated here from El Salvador during the Civil War. Um, her father got murdered out there. Like it was, she has a very, very, very sad story, heartbreak, heartbreaking story that she's even not willing to share because she has a lot of her own, you know, trauma from that. But like us, the kindest human being still. Yes, we could. We kind of me and my sisters. We grew up being very latchkey children because my parents were just trying to provide. You know, they were at their business, and honestly, because of that, we. I always considered me and my sisters, we're like the, I say this proudly because I freaking love nopales, but we're like the <laughs> cactuses, the nopales that grew from concrete. Seriously. You know, and it was because of our parents' love. They were very absent. I wish I had that love a little bit deeper when I was a child. Um, and I see that in my students a lot. So I try to be there for like those latchkey children. But, you know, now I'm sure you notice my parents retired. I love it. They sold their business. They said goodbye. They retired last November. And I feel like since November has came last year, I have healed my inner child so much because all of a sudden I have my parents available when I need them. Mm -hmm. And I never had that as a child, you no, know, and seriously. I, and she yeah. needs it because I remember a bunch of times that even as like, cause we were cheerleaders many, many times, um, when we were going to practice, uh, we had to like walk and yeah. make ourselves like lunch and all that stuff. Whenever I was at your house mm -hmm. and you guys were just on a routine, you and your sisters, yeah. like, mm -hmm. Hey, I'm taking care of Jasmine. I'm taking her to school or yes. just making lunch for yourself. Like you guys, knew what you got to do because your parents weren't home. Yeah, they, and they weren't home. they worked far, really far. They worked all the way in Carson, California, right. every single day. And well, that's Monday like through Friday. an hour and a half from the inland yeah, where you the, the commute was brutal. You know, that job gave us so much, but it also, I always put it this way, excuse me, that job gave us so much, but it also took everything from us. And it was us having our parents there, you know, when we needed them the most during our childhood development, you know, it's like critical for parents to be there for their children. And 
my mother and my father missed every single performance that I had as a child. All your award ceremonies. Yeah. Yeah, because they were just trying to provide and make ends meet for us and trying to keep their business running and flourishing. And like I said, I'm very proud of them. A lot of business owners, like they feel like they got to run, like keep their business going for decades and decades. But for them, it was more important to be like, I'm still young, I'm still healthy. Let's enjoy our daughters while we still have them and while they still have us. And they retired, left everything behind. They sold their business, and now they. When I'm you so posted proud of that, that they sold it, that post, mm-hmm. I literally the first thing I said is, "You better go get that shit back right now." Like, I know. I was, like not ready to let go of me that neither. Part of your yes, life. me neither. I was. <laughs> it was a very emotional thing because they. You were, made a painting of her parents' food truck. Food I was truck, crying. Yes, I'll I buy did. that hundred percent from you. <laughs> that's not even like sell, my put it for story, sale. and I'm like. In no, awe. it yeah, that truck that truck gave us so much, but it took so much away. What you was know? your business and called? Kati Lily, because my older sister's middle name is Kati, uh-huh. and then my middle sister's name is Lily, and I wasn't born yet, so I didn't have the honor of being on their Live name. Live Kati Lily for life. For life. Live long that little restaurant, Mexican, Salvadoran, American Seriously. food that gave us so much. But I no joke, when my parents retired, we were worried for them because we're like, my dad is a very adventurous Dude, little brat. He lives his best he, life. And if yeah. I can share this story with you, I don't even know if I ever did. When I moved back with my parents for a little bit, there was one time I was just driving down the street and I think he had like a, I don't know what kind of car it was, but it didn't have a top down. He's over here riding convertible <laughs> with his glasses, blasting music, Yes, ran a him. stop sign and he's just chilling. <laughs> I was like, that's where I want to be retired. That honestly. is like, yes, that's, that's him literally all the him. time. Like, oh, that's him. A little brat yeah. funny. My mother's like the most like humble, quiet, introverted, like I'm afraid of the earth type of woman. And he is just so adventurous he gets himself into so much trouble like when I tell people all the trouble he gets himself he got lost in the mountains he you're not gonna believe what happened two weeks ago just two weeks ago he got ran over in his motorcycle and he survived he's like a cat with nine lives like he survived with like hardly any injuries like someone just like ran into him and he's just probably like that's crazy huh yeah he literally was like I'm fine like just kind of got up and I was like, I don't know how this man has so many lives and he's so lively and... Dude, they're like straight up Bonnie and Clyde. Rudy and Prudy forever. <laughs> Rudy and Prudy for life. That's literally their names, Rudy yes, and Prudy. <laughs> yes, but I'm so proud of them. And honestly, right now, now that I'm on vacation and I'm no longer Miss Castro, I'm back to Jasmine, I told myself I'm going to shut down everything that I need to do this summer as a teacher and just enjoy my first long vacation with my parents. Like I've yearned for this moment forever. I can't believe I'm going to call my mom like Monday morning and be like, mom, breakfast? Like let's go get breakfast at Victoria Gardens because I've never had that. Now, how do you feel too? Like now that you, like you said, you're being Jasmine, you're on vacation and now your parents are retired. Are they more open to talking about like your mental health stuff and how it impacted you as a kid? Or do you kind of not want to overwhelm them with it? To I be know honest, people are conflicted with doing that. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I made a post, you know, and in that post, I kind of talked about how much we needed them as children and how this business took so much but gave us a lot. And did I they take it well. They did take it well. My mom was very emotional about it, and she said, you know, because of that business, we missed a lot of special moments, you know. But that business did give us. It's weird. It's like bittersweet, you know. But um, definitely in 
our communities, it's like a stigma. You know, it's very hard for me to talk about the trauma that that was that the harm that was done to us as children without wanting to, you know, and it's like a healing journey that I've gone through on my own and with a, along the side of my partner now. But I will say now that I moved out of their house, um, I miss them a lot. I miss their love. I miss the warmth that I felt with them on the weekends because during that time, you know, I didn't have them during the week. But I am finally doing that inner work, that healing that I've always needed. It's weird waking up in the mornings and having someone next to me. Right. You know, I've always been that latchkey kid that it's like, Even well, it's just me because my sister at some point like went off to her university. And my school. older sister moved out really or She had kids really young. So it was just kind of me at the house, like learning to live, learning... Literally, from Teaching the moment myself. you woke up to when you went to bed. Yeah, exactly, you know? So it's weird waking up and being like, am I really living this life? Like, this is a good life. Like, mm-hmm. sunshine is coming in through my window. I have the person I love the most in this life laying next to me, and I feel safe, you know, and now that so we have... you're funny and fun. I'm and... still who I've always been, you know? I'm never going to change. Now, but... this is my ultimate question, and I feel like I know the answer, but I'm going to still ask it. You have a love for birds, and you had this bird, Chamba. That, what's his real name and the million names that he's had? Shenene. Shenene Chamba Estrella. Who did Chamba live with when you moved out? Is he still at the Castro house? She, or? So she's alive still. She's about, uh, I don't Dude, know, I want to say 20 years old. Chamba. Shout out to Chamba. Chamba she's hates the love of my life. She hates everyone except me and my dad. Yes. But, um. Oh my God, you're going to make me like emotional just thinking about that because Chamba's still alive and she has her man, her sexy ass man, Buki. She has a man? Yeah, Buki. I found Buki in the street like six years ago and now he lives with her. <laughs> so they're both like... And your dad you know, loves it. He loves birds. Yeah, so it that was like the main problem, battle that I had to go through when I moved out of my house. Oh, you tried house. to fight for Chamba? Oh, I was like, my birds are going with me because these are my cockatiels and they love me more than anyone on this earth. And my sisters were like, you can't do that to dad. Your dad like, would have been over every day. These are birds, you know? Yeah. Like, and I, I had to accept, it was a very hard pill to swallow, but I had to accept that Chamba and Buki... I think they love my dad more than they love me. Honestly, I was just about to say that. Like, I know he either A, would have went to your house every single day to visit them. Yes. But instead, he's making like videos on Instagram of like, look at how much these birds love me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we came to a consensus. We have split custody of Chamba and Buki. Split so <laughs> we literally do. So if I'm missing th- them too much, I'm like, hell no, Chamba and Buki are coming over to my house. So they oh, live so at they my house. they travel now. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they, they go <laughs> half time to my house. And without flying. Yeah. I will literally just go pick them up they're like in a cage and I'm like in my car like on the freeway bringing Chama and Buki back to my house but they're at my house half the year and they go back to their house the other half of the year the first time I went to Jasmine's house I walked in the door and a fucking flirt sorry bird flies across the (laughs) kitchen and like basically like says what's up to Jasmine and then just goes back to doing whatever and I was like number one you guys let this bird just freelance it around here yeah number two the door can be open and she won't leave. She's just yeah. there and she's just right there. And mm-hmm. then when you try to yeah. hold her, she'll scream at you. And yeah. She's very grumpy with everyone but except me and my dad. Oh, they're both so smart. And it's funny. We say like they live like these, they're privileged 
as heck, man. These birds are so privileged, so spoiled that they have two homes now and two rooms and two houses that they know. And they go they, in cars and travel. Yeah, travel from house to house. But yeah, they do travel. And now that my parents are retired, they spend half their time out in Mexico. So we have a house out in Sinaloa and they go out there half the time and they come back. So of course, when they're out there, I take Chama and Buki. But um, I wouldn't doubt it if your dad's like, nah, they're coming with. They got to see what's going on over here. Oh, they wish they could take them to Mexico. And yeah. I'm like, hell, you guys are not going to take them to Mexico and something happens. I could then... just imagine Chamba on a fucking plane. <clears throat> Seriously. Oh, f- we would totally do that. But no, we kind of have split custody and they do have full custody of my goldfish. My goldfish that has been alive for 23 years. Your goldfish? Ridley's, believe it or not, should probably contact me at this point. Like, 23-year-old goldfish. It's Wait, kind of unbelievable. Wait, that same fucking goldfish that, that you were Bethany always... gave me. Be- you know, be- shout out to Bethany. She and lives out in the Bay Area now. She met Bethany back in elementary school. Yes, I was you her have first that friend. that damn fish? She gave me this fish. She, like, had goldfish, like, at her house. What's your fish's name again? Tiburcio. What's with you and these fucking crazy <laughs> names, honestly? Well, he's like, you know, in a Mexican household, so he's Tiburcio, but it kind of sounds like Tiburon. So his name is Tiburcio. What's Tiburon? I've heard that in a shark. Bad Buddy song. It's Shark. <laughs> yeah, Shark. Dude, I probably sound so stupid to my listeners. What's that? What's that? <laughs> You're that like Yo Sabo kid. Mm-hmm. But um, he did have to stay at their house because we didn't have like a tank holder. And I didn't want him to be a co- uncomfortable at our place. And he's always been where he's at at my parents' house. So my mom was like crying, very emotional. And she's like, you know what? No, we need him to stay behind, you know, at, at their house. So Tiburcio still lives with them. But shout out to Bethany. I've been um, her friend for many years. She gave me that goldfish, I think, in second grade. Ridley's, believe it or not, should contact me. Because I do have a 22-year-old goldfish. Um, he's still alive. He's doing well. And... I don't know, it's kind of unbelievable. And he's just chilling and is by himself in a tank? And he's by himself now because we had four of them and the other three have kind of died throughout the years, but they did live to be like 19, 20 years yeah, old. Yeah, because he's probably like, nah, there's only w- uh, room for like one fish that's immortal. Basically. Yeah, <laughs> he's like immortal. I swear I Googled it. I was like, is this worthy to call Ridley's, but believe it or not, I think this goldfish is- I'm going to call old- him. No, I checked online and apparently like some old lady somewhere in the South had a goldfish for 32 years. You literally looked into this shit? <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I want to be on TV. I want to get famous for having the oldest goldfish like ever hey, lived. Ceviche. Yeah. She beat me. So he's only like 23 years old or 22 or 23. Only. I know. I'm like, I don't know how he's still alive. But I killed the ghost fish in like less than 24 hours. Everyone tells me that. And I'm like, I just don't know. They all live to be like at least 19. All of the, She gave them all to me. It was like four of them. Bethany, can I have an immortal fish wherever you went? I, I want to go get one, honestly, because that would be kind of cool and less traumatic for Brooke to see. Literally. <laughs> Literally, yeah. I, I don't know where she... I think they were carnival goldfish, but he's still alive after like 22, 23 years. Damn. It's impressive. Dude, we should bring your fish on and be like, what's the secret? I know. Honestly, it reminds me of the fish Episode from the cat in the hat. Do you remember the fish from cat in yes. the hat? Yes. That's what yeah. it reminds me of. I know. I know. But I do notice like his scales are starting to like fade a little bit. Like not fade, but... It's weird. Like, he's turning white. Like, he's not a goldfish anymore. He's, like, half white, half He's getting his gray hair. Yeah. it's I didn't know fish do that, but I think he is getting a little bit older, and, you know, hopefully his time is not soon. I'll be super sad, but... I can't believe we're talking about a goldfish. We're like, the day is coming, and... (laughs) Tiburcio on episode 11, coming to Audrey's podcast. Seriously. No, but, I mean, with you having such a personal life even down to your freaking goldfish where at one point you're gonna have to come to terms that he's not immortal um (laughs) how do you deal with 
everything that you've been through this yeah. after. I know mm-hmm. you're a pretty open book, but is there anything in particular that you um, were, I guess, informed about that you are now having to like deal with on a day to day? Because I know obviously a small, not small, but you have asthma. So I know that's mm-hmm. conflicted with a lot of like traveling that you've done and you guys like hiking and a lot of physical activity. But Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, you know, I've, I had asthma since I was like a child, you know, but I was healed my whole life. And just recently, about a year ago, I got like re-diagnosed with asthma. And I also have what I, I don't want to like self-diagnose myself, but I, I've been diagnosed with anxiety, but I feel like it's like clinical almost, you know, it's gotten better throughout the years. And I've never like had to diagnose, um, what is it like, uh, take any meds for it or anything like that. Cause I've been able to cope with it in, in different ways. But um, having asthma and anxiety together is hard because sometimes I don't know if I'm short of breath because I have asthma or if I'm short of breath because a panic attack is coming. It could be both, honestly. It could be both. Yeah, I feel like they're both kind of just feeding off each other. But I do suffer with asthma. Um, It sucks. And within the last year, the school year really kicked my ass. It wasn't even the students. It was my asthma because all the time I felt sick. You know, I felt short of breath. I had sinus infections. I couldn't breathe. I was wheezing at night. Like I would wake up and scream because I felt like I was being, someone was like holding me from my neck. So even like a year or two ago, I remember you had called me like in distress because you're just like, dude, like I have been in and out of the doctor and they're not knowing what's wrong Mm -hmm. and I'm getting tested. And I just remember you were just defeated. I was so defeated. And I know that, um, you've shared a little, uh, little more personal stuff about yourself and your health conditions. And I don't know if you've ever, you shared that, of course. Like I tell the world earth thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't, I know that you've shared that with me, but I literally reached out to you because I couldn't cope with my health issues anymore. I felt so saddened that I, my quality of life was terrible. Like oh every God. day I was waking up feeling sick and I feel bad for feeling this way, but I felt like the only person that will understand right now is Audrey. Cause she feels, she wakes up some days not feeling well. And you know, that's me. It's like, it's either black or white. Like I wake up good or I just don't, I'm not breathing while I'm congested. I feel terrible. I have a migraine cause I'm not getting enough breath to my brain. Yeah. Like it's just horrible. And I called you crying and I was like, I can't deal with this anymore. Like, how do you deal with it? And I know that I contacted you too, because I started wondering if I had like an autoimmune condition Mm -hmm. that's keeping me from being well, because I felt like everything, like I picked every germ up from everywhere. Sick left and right. Even before COVID. Yes. Even before COVID. Yeah. Even before COVID, but it was last September. Like it hasn't even been a year that it just got severe. Like I'm good for one week and then I'm bad for another week. And what ended up being like the turnover? It was terrible. I mean, they finally told me like, you have asthma, you know, you need to have an inhaler and you're like, duh. Yeah, I know. I'm like, yeah, tell me something I don't know. But, um, it really sucks. And I am not a fan of Western medicine. So it was hard to come to the terms of having to live with an inhaler like day and night. And I'm also sober. For those of you that don't know, I've been They've sober. They've always been sober. Yeah, literally. we're both sober. We're very proud. Woo, sobriety is sacred. Yes. But um, we're both sober. So we're over here I'm, like, yes. And like, <clears throat> you see me on... on with your white cup right here in front yeah, of you. Yeah, right? And I'm just like, <laughs> woohoo! <laughs> no, but honestly, awesome. No, I don't, I really don't judge anybody that chooses that life for themselves. So this summer... 
I'm very proud of myself. I have booked appointments. I have done my research, and I'm going to be going to some Chinese doctors to see how I can heal myself from this, like, asthma that I've sad life it's terrible like just dealing with breathing issues it's like an ongoing asthma attack honestly it is yeah it is and it it really doesn't help I don't mean to like bring this out there but you know for those of you that don't know in San Bernardino County I'm all bringing like some facts out here those that live in San Bernardino County we have the worst air quality in the entire nation We we do so I feel like this is almost like an institutional problem you know that I'm like why do I have to live this life because, like, our politicians and our people are not doing what they should to clean our air out out here, you know? Come on, Gavin Newsom, man. <laughs> I love you, handsome ass, but come on, man. Seriously, but, you know, finally, I'm like, if my environment that I live in in San Bernardino County is not going to help me out, if my stress from my profession is not going to help me out and, you know, all these things, I need to seek something deeper. Right. So I'm going to try to go to a Chinese doctor and see what they could do for me. You know, which like potions they can bring together. I know they, (laughs) (laughs) no, they really do like, you know, make like teas. I know they make like stuff like that. So I'm hoping that something like that will help me. And dude, I'm excited for you. And if it works, you better come back on here and let us know what you're experiencing. For sure. Yeah. No, seriously. Because now when people tell me like, oh my God, I have asthma too. I will just feel for them. Cause I'm like, it sucks. Yo, like it sucks not I mean breathing is everything like your breath and and because of, you know I've always been into fitness because of that like I really let go of that I life did. start going to like some like boot camp gym for a little bit and I liked it but within the last year that I've had my flare-ups with my asthma I do three push-ups or something and I have a full-on wheezing attack so I just can't do it you know so it's just not the life I want to live. I mean, nobody wants to live that life. Nobody wants to live a life with health issues, you know, especially being young, you know, we shouldn't have to be living that way. So hopefully if I do find a remedy this summer, share it, I will share it for anybody that's living with asthma. You know what I love, honestly, and I feel like hopefully this episode resonates with anybody that is number one, relatable, but number two, I am very humbled that you even feel comfortable enough and has always been comfortable enough sharing with me the great parts of your life, the bad parts of your life, even suggestions for my life. I love it, love it, love it. So I guess my question is, why do you think people come to me so much with mental health stuff? Do you think it's because I'm just out here like, hey, I got this or... I just, I want to know more so because I want to keep doing it. I want to keep doing it. Yes. I want people to still continue to do that because that's what I'm here for, honestly, yeah, aside no. from the podcast. I mean, well, you know the way our dynamic has been, like our relationship. I've always felt safe around you. Hey, you know, I will say, I'm not trying to turn this, like nobody cry out there that's listening to this. Either. I'm a cry. But <laughs> I've, I feel like you do give that space of safety, you know, like you've always given me that space where like you've made me feel welcomed and heard. So thank you for that. Thank you for always doing that for me. I, I'll never forget like in cheer, we had that like those issues with like who's going to be flying. And I swear y'all, Audrey, uh, we were like, you know, kind of like the one of the only flyers in our cheer team. Flyers, like, you know, they would toss us up and all that because we were kind of petite. And Audrey would always be like, I'm not going to be front and center if Jasmine is not front and center. Seriously. And to me, like, I'll never forget how you, like, split yourself in half for other people, you know? I so have 
Thank you for doing that. Like I, I, those memories, it's, that's not the reason why I'm your friend, but I'll never forget how you made me feel during those moments where it was like, Audrey's going to be front and center and she's going to do this backflip and this and that. And then she'd be like, and what is Jasmine doing? Seriously. It was never like Jasmine's going to stay behind. Like you always brought me up with you. And, um, because of that, I think I've always felt that sense of safety to be able to talk about you know, deeper things with you. So, and it's interesting to open up to like the public about things like this, but you know, thank you for always giving me that space. And thank you. Yeah. Honestly, for she's over here that. tearing up. No, seriously, because that's what I hope for. And that's actually what, like I said, why I asked you, cause I want to keep doing it. I really do. And I know even prior to recording, like everybody gets nervous and they're like, what the heck? But coming behind a microphone and sharing your story, dude, whether you think so or not, it opens people's mind heart everything and it kind of just gets people on that rhythm to do the same and like why wouldn't you want to clean up the world and make it a better place exactly but like you said I will always always split myself in half to make somebody else be seen seriously be seen but again thank you seriously for coming on here and sharing not only like your partner's life your life and then the community that you're a part of like Mm -hmm. It's fucking dope. It's so, yeah. so, so Thanks so, so dope. much for having me. And yeah. keep going, girl. Thanks so much for doing this. You're doing an important job by giving that space to people to open themselves up in, in you know, special ways and personal ways and whatever, you know. But I see a, I see a big future <laughs> for you. So I know you've always dreamed big, and I really hope the best for this podcast. I see a big future for you, so... Thank awesome. You. Yes. But shout out to seriously all of your support. Rudy and Prudy, I love you guys. I wish you were my parents. Um, <laughs> your sisters, thank you. Shout Lily and um, Lizette, honestly, even though you guys are not my sisters, you guys are honestly doing great things. Mm-hmm. Um, seriously, to your partner, Gullet, you're also a friend of mine. Um, thank you for sticking to being your own movement, mm-hmm. honestly. I know this is a little yes. different that I give some thank yous at the end, but you guys were a really, really really big part of my whole mm. movement. So yes. you two both in particular. So thank again, Gulet, thank you for actually showing me what straight edge was. Yes. <laughs> school. Like even though I didn't fall through with it, there was a little bit of time where I'll, sure. I'm straight edge too. But, yeah, I remember. Um, honestly, thank you for being such yeah. an advocate since we were younger and it's awesome that you're still doing it now. Same to you. Thank you. And yeah. your kids, man, anybody that's in Miss Castro's class, you got a really good person behind you and honestly really wants you to learn. So mm-hmm. don't thank get you. twisted no matter what you're playing <laughs> out there on the recess field. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but um, is there any social media tags that you want to share? Sure. I'm very um, personal about my life on social media. And that's because as teachers, we get like, um, God, what is it called? Like, we get crucified very easily, yeah. you know, like they kind of box us into like, you have to be this perfect example for the kids. So I really don't open myself up too much to like strangers on social media. But if you know me from, I don't care where, middle school, high school, and you don't have me on social media, please add me. My tag is Miss, M-I-S-S, J Castro, J-C-A-S-T-R-O. Yay. Now, what about any social medias that you can think of for um, the groups that you participate in? Anything like that that people can follow if they're moved by it? Well, if you want to join our Aztec Dance Group, we are an open group and we welcome anybody to come and join us in our prayer. Um, Again, we dance out of Rialto and you can follow our teacher on Facebook or Instagram. Her name is Luz, L-U-Z Ochoa, O-C-H-O-A. 
And uh, on there, she kind of posts like the dates that we gather, the dates that we're going to have ceremonies and presentations. So please join us. We, we uh, gather every Thursday. It's a free class every single Thursday in Rialto from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Do you teach kids too? Mm-hmm. All ages. There you go, all vacaciones. Don't put them to clean. Yes. Take them there. <laughs> yes. All ages. The drum will call you. The energy, the medicine that's being burned will call you. So all of you are welcome to come. And even if it's just a kinetic prayer for you, like if you just want to come and be active on Thursdays, but if you want something a little deeper, uh, we would love for you to be part of our community. So Luz Ochoa, if you want to join us, follow her on Facebook or Instagram. Gracias, mm-hmm. mija. Yes, and mija. I didn't even throw that not even once. We always start off our conversations with either beep or <laughs> mija. Inside joke, but yes. I'm going to keep that in our hearts. For sure, yes. <laughs> but thank you again, Jasmine, honestly. Yeah. And if you guys are interested in knowing a little bit about, about Jasmine and the groups that she participates in or even just the rest of her life, um, I will tag her in the Instagram post. Mm-hmm. Our Instagram post for the podcast is organized underscore clutter underscore podcast. Um, it's super active. I try to be as informative as I can for my guests. But if you have any suggestions or even want to come on the show, please don't hesitate to reach out. Man, thank you again. Yes, thanks so much for having me. And I can't wait to hear your other episodes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All righty, guys. Take care and do you ain't gon' talk to me like that, you better stop.